Hey everybody, Jana here, and welcome to the Advance Your Belly Dance podcast, a weekly podcast all about the business of belly dance. And welcome to the first ever rebroadcasted episode. This is the very first episode I ever did for the podcast, which is all about competitions and if they're right for you. So hope you enjoy it. podcast talks about the business of belly dance and how you can go from hobbyist to paid professional. This week's topic is all about competitions and if they're right for you. A little bit of a background is I've competed in a handful of competitions throughout Europe and the US and I've done pretty well. Haven't won obviously everything that I've competed in and that's not the point for what I'll talk about later on. And although I've competed in quite a few competitions, I'm far from an advocate for them, so for reasons you will hear later on. However, I do realize their potential, not necessarily so much to do with dance development, but more to do with the business side of it. So let's take a look at a few reasons why you might want to compete. First reason why you might want to compete in a belly dance competition is if you're new to the area and want to get yourself out there. This is my idea when I first moved to London back in 2011. I knew nobody and nothing about the scene. First time ever in London was when I completely decided to leave everything behind in America and move there. So when I still lived in Orlando and Florida, I was part of a professional troupe. And although I did travel to festivals and perform solo, I wanted to branch out and do more solo work. So that was my primary focus when I moved to the UK. Six months after I moved, I won Miss Belly Dance UK 2012 and Jewel of Yorkshire's Rising Star 2012. And those two competitions were two weeks apart. It was humbling to have received support from a community that didn't know me at all, that was completely new. Um, But I also do know that I worked my ass off. (laughs) The night before the Miss Belly Dance competition, I slept maybe about three hours and I had to get back to London as soon as possible the next day. I had classes and a term paper due the following week. Looking back, it was a good way to get introduced to the scene because it opened doors for invitations to dance at other events and it got me teaching gigs, workshops and weekly classes and so on. If you're new to an area and want to get your name out there, then participating in a competition might be a good idea for you. If you do well, you can also leverage your experience by writing a press release and sending it out to local news and radio channels to promote yourself even further. So this is good if you want to teach locally or want to do private gigs. I personally didn't do this because I didn't have that in mind at the time and that wasn't my focus. And my focus has always been broader and more international. So the second reason why you might want to participate in a belly dance competition is if you want feedback on your dancing. This topic, you or well, this point you'll notice pop up later again in the negative side, but I'll talk about the positive side first. If one of the judges is someone that you admire and you value their feedback, then competing in front of them to get valuable feedback can be worth competing for. So this is especially useful if they're not local to your area or 
you live in a place where you can't always get access to that teacher or something like that and you want to learn more. So competing in front of them would give you a chance to get some feedback from that person. However, you have to be careful for reasons I'm going to talk about later on. Um, you might want to take the feedback you get from a competition with a grain of salt. If it's a comment that's made across the board, then you can take it seriously. However, if it's a one-off comment, random and irrelevant, you can just regard it and this happens all too often, which I'll talk about later on. And the third reason you might want to compete in the belly dance competition is if you want to network with other dancers. To be honest, this is probably the best reason to compete. I know dancers who've never placed but have received more offers for work because they knew how to network. And networking doesn't have to be sleazy. It's just meeting and talking to other dancers. That's all you're doing. Think about how you would want to be approached by a dancer. You wouldn't want them shoving their business card down your throat or constantly talking about themselves and what they can offer you. So you wouldn't want to do that. So just... You're just talking to dancers like a normal person, human being, and the key is staying in touch. You don't, you shouldn't expect something from someone right away or upon meeting them that they're going to want to hire you for the workshop, for the festival or whatever. Some competitions also have a type of miscongeniality award where the stage and backstage assistants secretly pay attention to how competitors treat each other backstage. I like this more than the ones where you choose your favorite dancer, which is about just kind of like a popularity contest, because this is decided by the people who are helping put on the entire festival or competition. And it's deciding, in, and they're deciding on how you treat other dancers or the, or the staff, you could say, backstage when no one's looking. I like this one because it kind of tells more about the dancer than the actual competition <laughs> because you can pay anyone to create a choreographer for you or you can or you can ask to use it from a workshop that you took. But that shows, okay, you might be a good dancer, but are you going to be a good business person to work with? Are you going to be a professional? Are you going to be polite? Are you going to be on time? Like these things are not shown when you're dancing. So I actually really like this type of award. I've only ever heard about it in North American competitions, not so much here in Europe or elsewhere. But maybe Europe needs to get on that. So, This prize alone, like I mentioned, might be worth more than the first place because if you're standoffish and rude to other dancers, no one's going to want to work with you. And no matter how many awards you have, how many titles you've collected, if you're not a nice person, you're not going to be likely to get hired. I was once at a competition where I spoke to a judge in the workshop afterwards and she made a really good point about the competition that happened the day before with regards to networking. There was this amazing dance troupe that won, I believe, most of the prizes in the group category. And the next day when it came to the workshops, they were nowhere to be seen. And the judge, one of the judges that was a workshop instructor who taught the next day, mentioned what a bad business move that was. Because they didn't get a chance to network with any other dancers the next day, nor did they show their interest in the actual reason the festival was put on, which was to promote the workshops. 
99.9% of festivals aren't put on because of competitions. They're put on for workshops. The competitions are just a way to help pay the teachers for their time. So competitions are just a tool for the festival organizers as well. So when you compete in a bunch of categories or you've come from really far away as well and you don't take a workshop at all or you just don't show up, then that kind of sends a message that you know, you're just there to collect the titles and that's it. And to be fair, it's no one's business really why you're competing. No one should actually care and judge you for it. But from a business point of view, when you don't even get a chance to speak with people the next day, then people are not going to remember you. And especially in a competition where there's literally a hundred dancers and it's like a six hour festival, <laughs> no one's going to remember you the next day unless you physically just show up right in front of their face and they're like, oh yeah, you guys were great. You guys are the ones that performed and won all those titles last night. So that was a kind of interesting move what the workshop teacher had said, that she was really surprised that they didn't attend any of the workshops. So if you are part of a competition and you're limited on time, try to attend at least one workshop the day after the competition. If you absolutely can't do that, it's totally understandable, especially if you come from really far away, you have to catch a late flight, or you're super tired from having to wait around for six hours, which I completely understand as well. But you want to try and connect the dancers you met over the weekend by friending them or following them on social media channels. So you can reach out and say it was nice to meet them and ask to stay in touch and actually do it. For example, I once got an opportunity to teach in Brazil because I was translating for a dancer at a festival in Miami. She didn't speak any English and I spoke Portuguese and no one else did. So I was translating in the workshops that we were at together and we were also part of the first round of the competition. We connected on social media afterwards, stayed in touch. She's a super nice person. To this day, we still talk. And the next year, I taught two sold-out workshops in her city in Sao Paulo. I didn't even get past the first round of the competition. All I did was make a friend. And I, I had an advantage because I spoke a language that most people didn't. And I could, she could actually bring me to her studio. Um, none of her students spoke much English, though. So I had an advantage in that area, but this just goes to show that it's not necessarily about the title, it's about how you connect with other dancers. Those are the three reasons that you might want to compete in a billions competition. Number one, if you're new to the area, number two, if you want feedback, and number three, if you if you want to network with other dancers. So now our three reasons why you might not want to compete. Number one is if you only want feedback. <laughs> this pops up again because of a very good reason. I hate to be a negative Nancy or bearer of bad news, but good judges are hard to find. It's really hard being a judge. Imagine what you are qualified to judge on. I mean, it's really hard, especially if it's hours and hours and hours of belly dance competitions. I mean, we're only human. You can only pay attention so many times and so on. And not all competitions are pretty organized. Sometimes you don't even get feedback at all. Or the feedback you get has nothing to do with your dancing whatsoever. There's a bunch of reasons why you may never get quality feedback. Whether it be because of a language barrier. Whether it be because of a lack of organization from the judges. 
or lack of organization for the competition in general, or just plain not giving a shit. <laughs> this happens way too often. Competitions are still a fairly new trend, and now that they're everywhere, judges don't take them as seriously as they may ought to, or perhaps have in the past. Out of all the competitions I've participated in, I can point to maybe one or two judges that have actually wanted to help dancers improve and have given quality feedback and useful feedback. I once had a panel of judges tell me that I would have placed at least second had I worn a different costume. And in that particular competition, costuming was worth 40% of the scorecard, which is another crazy thing that you find in a lot of competitions. A lot of weight is placed on things other than your dancing. And this one in particular, it wasn't that the costume didn't fit me or it was a bad costume, it just, they just didn't like the costume. And that was the only comment I'd received which didn't help. So another time one of my friends was told she needed to lose weight and that was her only feedback. She's a beautiful dancer. I'm so glad she's doing really well. It's been years since I met her and she's doing really well now. But at that time she didn't really know how to take it. She kind of took it a bit personally as I think 99% of us would where you danced and you did everything right. You were professional and nice as well backstage. You showed up, you did your choreography or your improvisation or whatever and the only feedback you get is that you need to lose weight which has nothing to do with your dancing. If you're depending on some feedback that's going to help you improve as a dancer, then I recommend finding a mentor or doing a private class with someone you know can help you and not relying on a competition to help you take your dancing to the next level. Second reason why you might not want to compete is if you want to win and get prizes. I think this one's a given. Bellion's competitions are not a way to make instant money. The prizes are not worth all the time you spend preparing the money that goes into travel and accommodation, workshop fees, competition fees, costuming, makeup, everything. It's just not, it doesn't equal up whatever prize you get. Even the few that do have a cash prize, they don't generate enough money to live off of. And even in the world where you can win a cash prize for every competition, doing one every month is not a sustainable way to survive as a pro. Now in the long term, Bellion's competitions can definitely make you money but you need a strategy of some kind beforehand anyway. So it's not instant gratification, but I suppose if you're really analytical enough and crunch the numbers and calculate your return on investment, you can make a profit down the line. But this only works if you have a plan. So for example, you set up a press release should you win the competition, you have a social media strategy in place to connect with other dancers and post things, a sales funnel to lead to your sales or booking page on your website, etc. None of this will work though if you have nothing bigger to offer. If you're competing just for competition's sake, with no actual plan or reason as to why you're competing, then no strategy is going to help you. And the third reason why you may not want to compete is if you need an ego boost. If you're doing a competition because you're sure you're gonna win and you wanna be the most awesome belly dancer in all the land, then I'm sorry to say, but your money and time are better spent elsewhere. And no matter how great of a dancer you are, there is a possibility you're not going to win. And if you take it too personally, it can crush you. I've seen this happen with dancers who've later quit dancing altogether. 
And if you know you're going to be sensitive to this fact, if that there's a possibility you're not going to win or that you're going to get feedback that has nothing to do with you or your dancing, then you're probably going to be disappointed no matter the outcome of the competition. Ballet dance competitions aren't as regulated as ballet or breakdancing competitions. And at the end of the day, it's just dance. It's not life and death. <laughs> you'll meet many dancers that take it super seriously, and you'll notice that these are dancers that you probably wouldn't want to hang out with outside of the competition anyway, or you would not want to work with them or hire them because of that same competitive, standoffish attitude. So those that are successful in both competitions and in their own dance business are the ones that can take feedback well, get along with other dancers, and come into the competition knowing what it is they want to get out of it beyond just winning a prize and a title. And like I've mentioned before, winning a competition doesn't get you instant fame, especially if that's the only thing you can offer. There are plenty of dancers with won thousands of titles that it no longer means anything because it's all they do. You see them at festivals that have competitions, you assume they're going to compete, and that's that. You're just kind of collecting titles for collection's sake, but you're not doing anything with it. So, But if you have a bigger plan, for example, you want to produce a DVD, teach locally, teach workshops internationally, etc., then no matter the outcome of the competition, you view the competition as a tool and not as the ultimate goal. Those are the three reasons of why you might not want to compete. It's not meant to discourage you if you're thinking about competing. It's not meant to scare you off. In my opinion, it's not a sustainable long-term way to build your dance business. But it can be a great tool to gain momentum in your community and reach your bigger, broader goals. Again, you have to have a bigger goal more than just, I'm going to compete and I want to win first prize or whatever. If you think of it that way, and what happens afterwards, what is the whole point of winning if you're not going to do anything with it afterwards? A trophy might look good on your shelf, but does it bring you money? Does it give you business as a dancer? Probably not. Ultimately, if you're on the fence about competitions, I encourage you to try out a few and see how you feel. Uh, try at least two or three different areas, maybe different cities if you can, different festivals for sure. And see how you feel about it. And just It's better to say that you've tried it than to have never tried it and then wonder how it was, you know? If you're totally not into competitions, they're not your cup of tea, that's okay too. That's definitely not the only way to get noticed. And we'll talk about other ways that you can bring your offerings to the dance community and so on. We'll talk about that in other episodes. But I... Always think it's better to try something to not have taken a chance at all. So either way, if you are totally for them or against them, try out a few and see how it is. If you're used to competing, for example, in Europe, try out a few and maybe if you can in another country, another continent, vice versa. If you are a North American dancer, come over here to Europe and see how it is. So try out a few and see how it is, see how you feel about them.
Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, if you're a fan of golden era belly dance or want to learn more about it, please come join the Vintage Era Vibes Workshop on Saturday, September 12th. You'll learn a vintage belly dance inspired choreography to a beautiful piece of Franco-Arab music. If you're local to Berlin, you can come join in person, but remember there's only a few spots available, or you can follow the workshop online from the luxury of your own house and in your own time zone, because everybody is gonna get the video up to watch up to seven days after the workshop. So do it at your own time, at your own pace, in your own time zone, wherever you wanna do it. So make sure to sign up soon as possible because the workshop is approaching at september 12th on a saturday morning so to register your place please go to jana that's z-a-n-a dot dance slash workshops again that's jana dot dance slash workshops hope to see you guys there and please be safe and until next time